This is DJ Dugan, marketing guy here at Smith Music Group, and this is the first episode of our SMART series. SMART stands for Smith Music Artist Research and Training. In this episode, we cover the topic of radio promotion, and our guest is Jen and Ray Redding from Generate Promotions. All right, I got Jen and Ray Redding here from Generate Promotions. How are y'all guys doing? Fantastic. Thank you for having us. Let's jump in and and, um, the big question, why why use a radio promoter? (laughs) People ask us this a lot, don't they? I I bet it's the number one question you get first is why. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, having a radio promoter, promoter is just one piece of your team. And it's one of the first pieces of your team that you add as you're building your brand and um, trying to break an artist into the Texas region. Um, so it kind of legitimizes you. It gives you um, the opportunity to show that you're serious. And um, it, it, it's important for you to have a radio promoter because they have the contacts and the relationships with radio that you do not have. No, I'd just say, yeah. you know, some of, the, some of the younger bands that probably will be hearing this uh, may have tried to, you know, self-promote and that sort of thing, and they quickly realize that, that there's a whole lot more to it yeah. than just sending the music to, to radio. Um, it requires some follow-up and, you know, some repetition, and, and it's hard for people to understand that on your end, you're, you're bombarded every day mm-hmm. with new releases. and um, as, a, as a program on radio. Program, yeah, yeah, program yeah, yeah. So it's it, you know it's 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 hard to understand that that sometimes there there's interest in your song, but they may not be able to put it on right away. You know, and mm-hmm. and uh, we're all busy, and you know it's like if you don't have a radio promoter that's act- actively working on your behalf and staying in touch with these. Um, music directors and program directors, um, there's a real good chance that you're just going to get lost in the shuffle. Mm. I also think that a radio promoter um, tells radio that, as Jen said earlier, that you're so serious about your your career uh, and, and what you want to do. You know, it's harder and harder for a new act to, you know, gain airplay because, you know, the, the playlists are so tight that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the familiar... Uh, tends to get the nod over the newbies. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the thing that we hear from a lot of program directors is that they their inboxes are just flooded with all sorts of artists working their own records. So as we build our relationships with these radio stations, they know when they see a release from Generate Promotion, they trust us. They know that it's going to be a quality recording. They know that this is a serious artist, that this isn't a one-and-done um, so it, it just helps. It kind of helps break that barrier uh, from you to the radio station. And I mean, radio promoters, we set up promotions and giveaways and we make sure you're getting liners cut for radio stations and, um, you know, you just basically getting the brand out there, getting the brand out there in a way that one individual cannot do. And again, you know, we, we do believe that radio promotion is just part of the of an overall promotional strategy. You know, you have to have all the pieces. You have to work digital, you know, Spotify, Pandora, Apple, YouTube, all your social medias. And so radio is just part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a new band and you're just starting to figure out who you are, 
you might not need radio promo yet. Get out there and play your gigs and grow your socials. And when you get a really good record, then take it to radio. But some of these new artists, they're really not ready. They think they are, but they're not. And we try to, we do try to guide. That's one of the things that Ray and I do is when a project comes to us, we really break it down over what are your goals? How long are you going to work this project? And we put together a plan, be it two, three, four, or five songs off of an EP or an album over time. And whether they execute that entire strategy with us or if they take that plan to another promotion firm is up, is up to them. We do one record at a time with our artists. But we do like to make it um, sort of a holistic approach with a, a, a strategy around the entire promotion campaign over the life of the entire project, all of the singles, and just, you know, getting their work in their brand. That is the main reason you hire a radio promoter. To, to grow your brand and gain awareness. Well, actually, there's one other main reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot one of the big reasons. The point of getting airplay is to broaden your touring market. So as we get stations on board a single, we send tracking every week. And it shows what stations, you know, which stations are on, how often are they playing the track. And you take that data and you go book shows from that data. You're like, hey, Mason, Texas, I'm being played on KHLB. Can you please, you know, I'm, I would like to book a show and you're in the venue in your town. That's the, really the biggest part of why you do radio promo is to grow your, your tour, grow your tour base. And obviously with COVID, we've had to change some things. That's correct, yeah. But that's still as these venues are coming back online, people are using the data to go out and target venues and saying, Hey, I'm getting airplay in your market. You know, your people know me. I will put butts in seats. I will sell beer. If you book me for a show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I was going to say our, our sweet spot uh, for artists that generate is really has to do with people who uh, aspire to grow and be big, legitimate, real artists. Uh, that you know, somewhere in their in their career path, they want to expand beyond just Texas. Generate is in a great position where you know we don't really take on artists that want vanity projects. You know, there's a lot of people that want to just put a single out and have bragging rights. We really want to be at, at that intersection where we can help. You know, as Jen said, whether it's us or any radio promoter, your relationship with us is like one single at a time. But our approach really is trying to be about building careers and how we can help artists, mm-hmm. you know, achieve what they're trying to do and uh, continue to grow. Y- y'all do more than just the Texas uh, uh, chart, right? You do also do the Americana chart, right? Correct. We do a little bit with the Americana. Um, we're just, it's such a special market that we work a lot with Angela Backstrom. She's a fantastic mm-hmm. Americana promoter. So as we expand into the the true indie chart on CDX and the Texas, all of the Texas charts, the Texas regional radio report, of course, is the granddaddy of all the charts. And of course, CDX Texas and CDX true indie and, and the Texas country music association chart. All of those charts are part of our work list. And then we use a lot of non-reporting stations as well, because ultimately the goal is to just get music to as many outlets as you can. Mm-hmm. So we do send music to Americana, the Euro Americana, the True Indie, some mainstream stations, and then a hybrid of non-reporters and the charts. 
on a, on a weekly basis, we're communicating with uh, like over 650 stations. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's quite a workload. <laughs> well, it helps that there's two of us because yes. we, we've become very efficient in uh, how, how we divide and conquer and make it work. You know? We do recommend if you are going to make a big push to Americana and work Texas, you should bring on an Americana promoter alongside to work with us because it does – it is a very niche, you know, market mm-hmm. and they, they, they have better, it's the same thing. They have their relationships with their reporters the way that we do with the Texas reporters. Yeah, there's so many genres uh, reporting to that, that radio uh, chart that I, I tell people it's, you know, if you're a blues guy, you're going to be doing that on that chart. If you're a jazz guy, that's the same chart. If you're a Bakersfield sound, <laughs> you're going to be to that chart. And that's, that's different radio promoters all over the country. So you got to have somebody who knows that radio uh, uh, on all those reporters. <laughs> Americana chart, if you will, is an interesting kind of the, the history of it. You know, it actually started – uh, as a chart that was a catch-all for everything that didn't fit anywhere else. Yeah. You may remember it was called yep. Middle of the Road. What a terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible yeah, you definitely feel like somebody's getting paid here. In the yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it moved from Middle of the Road to Alternative country and now it kind of settled into i like i like talking to the some of the older uh guys the older uh uh, touring musicians and they like to say back in the 70s this was progressive country and then it became alternative country and now it's americana and like i don't know what it is anymore (laughs) Well, the same thing's going on with texas right now we have uh encouraged all of our artists to stop calling themselves texas red dirt artists and transition Mm. to independent country artists um, this does a few things. This we're definitely breaking out of the region and going way further out geographically than we ever have before with the sound. And it also gives guys that live in other areas of the country an opportunity to break in, into Texas. Mm, so yeah. I feel like, yeah, we're in a weird place with the format, but it's a good place because like I said, it's expanding both in and out. Uh, speaking to that, how is that affected by, I mean, it, all the uh, uh, music directors and all the uh, 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 program directors have been very clickish and, and, and have had that mentality of Texas only. Once you started pushing the limits and going independent and saying anybody come in, have they had a pushback on that? Or, you know, we, we I just did a, a, a session at, uh, in Memphis with Chuck Brasenio. He lives, yeah, he's, he's, he's one of your guys. Uh, um, uh, and he, doesn't live in Texas. He did live in Texas, but he doesn't live in Texas anymore. Um, there was a time when I would pitch people to uh, uh, the Texas radio to a radio promoter and they would say, well, this guy doesn't live in Texas. He doesn't, he only tours maybe one or two shows a year in, in Texas. I can't do anything with him. Is that still the case? Is, are we, is that changing? It's changing. The, the rule on the T3R, the Texas Regional Radio Report, they have two charts that people may not realize. There's the top 100 chart, and there's a chart called the top 75 all-inclusive chart. And that top 75 chart allows folks from outside the region or folks who are not from Texas or primarily touring in Texas to chart on the Texas chart. When an artist reaches 55% of the reporters on that top 75 chart, they are then eligible to be moved to the 100 chart because now 
radio has said, look, this guy is playing the format. We accept him into the fold. Mm. So he's a Texas artist. And so then they, they start charting. For instance, we worked Tanya Tucker to Texas last mm. year, and she was on the top 75 chart. Ned Ledoux is on the top 75 chart that Tammy Milspa is working. We've got a guy that's from Canada that lives in Nashville. Um, he's on the top 75 chart. Zach Neal, I'm wearing a shirt. Um, he's fantastic, and Texas loves him. So they're not really pushing back on it. Some some folks that are like true to the like I only play Texas Red Dirt on my specialty show. Those guys are going to stick with the you know old school mentality of that, which is fine. Um, but the monitor charts don't do that. CDX Texas and the TCMA chart they don't they're not they don't put those restrictions. So wherever you are is where you are on that chart. There's not a separate I, chart for that. I don't I don't really see any artists that are. Um, not considered Texas or Oklahoma based artists um, on the charts currently that um, don't do live shows in, in Texas right now. They're not just, you know, pure Nashville people knocking on the door and saying we want to be played. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, certainly the pandemic has affected the touring thing, but, right. uh, you know, I, and I think that's healthy. You know, it, it, it you know, if you're going to, if you're going to invest the time to play in Texas, you know, you're, you should be welcome, you know, yeah. and if you think okay. of it, and, and, and it's like that rule is, it has sort of morphed because when you think about um, American Aquarium, that's a is good based, example. Yeah. Based in North Carolina and Texas is their biggest market. It used mm -hmm. to be their second biggest market. They used to still, you know, be a North Carolina band, but, you know, half of the band are Texans, you know. <laughs> they came B from very big Texas bands, yeah. Yeah, and, and BJ, you know, BJ, they spend so much time both as American Aquarium and BJ as a solo artist that, you know, in, in normal touring times, they they hit more shows in the state than some of the people that live here. So, yeah. you know, what is, <laughs> what is a Texas artist? <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what we were talking about earlier is the strategy is get them some airplay on the stations that will welcome them so that they can tour and then be completely eligible. Mm -hmm. That's like with Zach Neal, for example, we had a great campaign with him on his first single and the second single is being very well received. And he's been playing dates in Texas. He has some scheduled that are coming up in the late fall, assuming everything is back yeah, in action. Let's, let's hope so. So, <laughs> yeah, it's chicken or the egg on how do you break into Texas? Do you go to radio or do you touring first? Well, it works hand in hand. Mm -hmm. so. yeah, yeah, and again, a lot of Adam Hood is another great example. Now, Adam, he's an Alabama boy that plays shows in Texas regularly. So there's got to be a place for him. On oh, there. for sure. You know, it's like, it only makes sense. And, you know, it's also a great testament to our regional music scene that so many people want to come into it. You yeah. know, it's like we're one of the few healthy, you know, healthy markets still for touring and shows. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it's just, it's a big deal. And to radio for it, welcome, welcoming them. They, a lot of these these stations play primarily Nashville country, right. mainstream country, and for them to open the door for independent country music at all is pretty phenomenal. There aren't that many straight up 100% Texas country red dirt stations. You know, yeah. we're working with hybrid stations for one, the most part. One of the one of the things that we talk to potential clients about when they ask the question about, you know, why hire a radio promoter is it goes again back to. 
uh, chances are if you're, if you're early in your career, all or most of your gigs are going to be coming in the state of Texas. So as Jen elaborated on earlier, you know, your chances of getting a, a show in new markets increases if you're on the radio there, you know, because uh, I say this all the time to, to young artists, it's a question, uh, you know, an, a venue owner, bar owner asks you, it's like, well, is anybody going to show up and I might have sell any beer? You know, and so they have to learn the reality. All in one way or another, kind of like beer salesmen. And radio really helps that because, you know, it, it, it helps to know that that, that venue uh, is going to have a better chance of having people show up because they've heard you on the air. Shifting gears here, if I'm an artist or a label that has an artist that you've chosen as a, a client, uh, how do I make your life easier? What What do I have to do to make it easy for you to promote my content? Um, the first thing is it needs to be pro- produced professionally. Do not bring me, I, I recorded a song in my brother's garage and it's awesome. It rocks. Like that's not good. You know, make sure you've done it, done it right. Hire professional musicians and a producer in a proper studio. That's a huge thing. Um, just, you know, being organized and sending deliverables on time, you know, we set, we, we send out a whole list of things that we need sent to us, like be professional. Yeah, be present. Um, and by that, I mean, be available for us. More importantly, be available to radio. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of guys, they, they'll pay a radio promoter a, a good sum of money to promote their record, and then they just disappear. And, and like, yeah. oh, that now it's their job. <laughs> I'm walking away. And we really, you know, we send everybody to Smith, obviously, to get everything set up on that side. That We need everything out and ready to go when it hits radio. It oh, needs yeah. to be out on Spotify and Pandora and Apple. <laughs> I love that you say that because – one thing that really gets me is uh, I get an artist who says my song's being played on radio. And, and the first thing is, is uh, you know, it's okay if it's on radio without it being on iTunes or Spotify, but it just gets my goat that it's not on Shazam. And because it's, if I hear it on the radio and I'm like, I got to know who this is. I can deliver to Shazam separate from all the other uh, delivery points so that if somebody hears it on the radio, they can find out who that person is. And it, yeah. it, it just gets me. It's like, Oh, I, I've already done it. And I, I don't even have plans for releasing that content at all. Oh, it's, that's just a nightmare. That's a key thing really. Uh, you know, is that for, for an artist, sometimes, sometimes you think that, the minute we've got the final mix, we're done. Oh, yeah. And we're done. And yeah. Now I'm turning it over to the pros to go run it out there. And it, it, again, it, it's interesting. The artists that have tried on their own and called Uncle and said, yeah, we're looking for a promoter now. They get it. They understand. It's like it's impossible to make the phone calls and the emails on a regular basis that you need to do and be able to write songs and rehearse with your band and show. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a time-consuming you know, effort for an artist. So. One of the things that I would like to see people thinking about when they go in the studio to record an EP or an album is, okay, what, which of these tracks are going to be suited for radio? Are they under four minutes? You know, mm. time's a big deal, especially with an emerging artist. I get, how many songs do we get, you know, people pitch at us in a week that are four and a half, five minutes long? And I'm just going, dude, 
nobody's heard of you and they're definitely not going to invest four, four or five minutes in your track. That's too long. You know, thinking about when you get in the studio, make time a priority on the tracks you think you're going to work to radio. I mean, there's album songs, there's live songs, and there's radio songs. Those are not necessarily the same songs. So when you go to plan out a project to make my life easier, can it not be controversial? Can it not have language? Is it under four minutes? Um, is it up tempo? I mean, especially on a first single radio, it really needs to hit those four things. So, I mean, that, those are sort of the main things. And, and like Grace said, that ongoing relationship of keeping up with your socials. Oh. Um, obviously, with things, the way things are going on right now on social media, staying out of the fight yeah. is a big deal for us. Um, do not get on social media and start blowing up about this political party or that political party or anything like that. It's just, we've seen bands lose um, airplay. We've seen bands lose gigs over their behavior on their personal page, not even their band page. Mm. And so we do caution our, our folks like, look, you, you know, you can tank a single if you start ranting on Facebook. That's important. That's, that, that's helpful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and of course, some artists. That's okay if you do that, as long as you go all in. Because <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> don't yeah. don't just half it. You know, it's. Yeah. Or, or I mean, broadly speaking, if you've got if you've already established yourself to a point where you don't need any more audience, you know. Yeah. But then again, look at the Dixie Chicks. It, you mm -hmm. know, it took ten years to get back in the saddle <laughs> for the Chicks. <laughs> they had enough bank that they could withstand yeah. they, they seriously could never had to have recorded another thing and probably been fine the rest of That's their life. That's correct, but, yeah. You know, they're viable artists, and, and they want to continue. So I mean, there, there, there are artists that have taken a stand and have grown their fan base from doing that. But, right. again, if you're new, you don't yeah. have the luxury of losing half of your audience straight out of the gate. So that's a big yeah. thing for us right now. That's We've had to have some conversations and coaching <laughs> Begging and pleading. But again, it's just having your ducks in a row, and yeah. it includes everything like, you know, I, you know what I'm talking about when I say this, but, you know, it's like, do you even have your song registered? Do you have an IRC code? ISRC. You know, yeah. ISRC. <laughs> all the, yeah. yeah there's, there's so much that's involved. Yeah. Do you want to get paid for your radio spins? Well, <laughs> it's like, I mean, register that's, your songs. <laughs> and, and metadata. Hey, let's oh. have metadata in the track. Yeah. Man. I don't do that. Y'all do. You know, they do. That's, that's, yeah, yeah important. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to this? One last thing. When, when you're choosing a radio promoter, it's really important to make sure that your goals of what you're trying to do align with their capabilities. Mm -hmm. when, and I always recommend every artist interview several radio promoters to see if, if that goals aligns and with their capabilities. And also, you know, interview some of their artists and mm -hmm. see, are they happy? Or have they had a, have they been satisfied with the work that the promoter has done? If the promoter is not giving you tracking and is not transparent about how they operate, that's a red flag. So make sure they're setting up phoners and radio interviews and in studios and promotions and zoom calls, all of those things. Make sure that if those are part of your goals, make sure that they can do that. Thank you so much again for talking to us this is going to be so helpful for some artists thank you for having us we really yeah, appreciate thanks. it yep and this is the first one so thank you also for being our guinea pig <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
(laughs) (laughs) Where can we find uh, you on social media or uh, in your website? On our website is generate.com, J-E-N-E-R-A-Y-T-E. And from there, you can link to all of our socials. It has our, you know, what we do and all of our roster list and so on and so forth. So everything is there, generate.com. Jen, Ray, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. 